Good day, and welcome to the Green Industry Pro Series on Making the Labor Crunch Worse. This is show number three in the series, um, and our topic is, which is harder in hiring, figuring out what you want or spotting the BS. Uh, this show, as well as the entire series, is sponsored by the Remark Consulting Group. I'm your host, William Eastman, Program Director for the Internet Radio Channel, Owner Life, which is dedicated to helping business owners generate wealth for themselves and for their families. And most importantly, or maybe just as important, is creating jobs in their community. Uh, today's show is a continuation of the shows that we uh, shows one and two that we did. The first one was on does your brand attract the wrong people, and that had to do with what was your reputation in the marketplace, um, and who is really interested in working for you. And we talked about that at length, and we have a link on our Blog Talk Radio. radio uh, radio site that if you'd like to look at that, um, the materials, or you'd like to listen to it, you can download it. Show two was, do you really know the job before hiring? And what this has to do with is looking at the processes of a job, because what a lot of people do is they just write a real brief job description based on task assignments and not totally understanding how that job fits into the overall flow of work of the business and that also dictates what the skill sets are, which is really where we're going to go today. So today's show um, is going to be focused on the next step in that process, and that is how to create a user-friendly system to screen job candidates so when you have your face-to-face meetings, which is going to be the top, our next topic, it is spent with people who are eligible to do the job. Now, the key thing here is understanding the difference between eligibility and suitability. And we talked about this before, but let me just do a reminder. Eligibility is kind of the foundation, meaning that you're looking for people who have the necessary knowledge, skills, and certifications required to do the job. Now, sometimes knowledge wins out, you know, and it's certain white collar jobs. Other times it's skill sets, behaviors, uh, which is in much more of uh, blue-collar jobs. A lot of landscaping jobs are a combination of those two. And then what are the certifications? Uh, certainly one of them that comes to mind is that somebody needs to have a driver's license. But there may be, you, um, if you're uh, running a tree service, you may need a, a, a certification as an arborist. Um, if you're doing more in design-build, it could be that you need something as a horticulturist. Horticulture is easy for me to say, but the bottom line to that is what are those three that I have to have? Because there's no sense talking to anybody, anybody whatsoever who does not have those skill sets. And so what I want to do is create a user-friendly process where I can screen people coming in as I'm looking for the job. And by the way, we will be talking about writing ad copy in two shows. Next show is going to be on suitability, and that's going to be doing the interview. And then the show after that is going to be on the issue of writing ad copy. Okay? And so that's the difference between the two. I'm going to pick up on eligibility, and I want to close that out with today's show. Okay? Now, let's talk about three critical elements that um, we need to make clear. These are data pieces of data that we need to collect from our respondents. So the first thing I'm going to say to you here is this. What you don't want to do is you do not want to engage in phone conversations or face-to-face with people on this initial pass. 
And the reason for that is it's going to be too time consuming and you do not want to waste your time with people who shouldn't be in the job. So if we take that as kind of the premise, what I want to do is I want to create a system where people have to submit a resume to me. Well, however I write my ad copy, I want to basically say, I would like a resume from you. And here are the three, and I'm going to say three paragraphs, the three basic things that I want to put in there as part of that process. And then when I get those resumes, I have the ability to go through those and sort them and then make some decisions based upon those resumes, who is the best fit for the job, okay? So let's, let's start at the beginning. The first one of these, first paragraph is around match, okay? And I already hit on that. The match is what is the list of certifications, knowledge, and skills that people have picked up. So for example, what would I say to somebody? Well, paragraph one would be, what I'd like to have is a list of certifications that you've received that you believe are relevant to the position. Either those are relevant to the technical part of it, such as I'm an arborist, I'm a horticulturist, I'm an architect, or there's, certifi- or there's certifications that are relevant to other things like driver's license. Um, it could be that I have, uh, it's a management job that they're applying for, so I have these management certifications. But I wanna make sure that they are listed, okay? The second thing, and and kind of view this maybe, is three sentences. Obviously, it's going to take more than that, but this is how simple I want to make it. I want them to put in, okay, as they gain those certifications, what did they learn? What are the lessons that they've learned from those um, applying that, okay? Now, driver's license is probably not appropriate, but arborist would be one where I would do that. And what I want to do is I want to begin to understand what experience they've had up till now. I also want to ask them for whatever, what education or training they have received that is relevant to the position, okay? So that is what's going to happen in that first, uh, first paragraph. So it's going to be certification, it's going to be education and training, um, and any, any lessons learned. In the second paragraph, where I want to go with the second paragraph is I want to get a sense of their work history. So what I'd like them to do is work backwards. Now, more than likely, if we're hiring for lower level positions, we're not talking to somebody who is 40 years old and has you know, 30 jobs. We're talking to somebody who's probably in their 20s, early 30s, uh, the oldest, and might have five or six jobs. So I would say I would limit it to working backwards, starting with your last position over the last five years. What's your work history? What jobs have you had? Okay. And more importantly, when I get that, is why did you take the job and why did you leave? Now, that gets to what the second paragraph is about, and that's about character. The first paragraph was, are they matched? What's the match that they present to the position requirements? The second one is around character, and that is I want to get a feel for who they are as people because... One of the things that I want to avoid, unless that's exactly what I'm hiring, and I don't think that that's true, is that I want to avoid people who are trading time for money. Um, I'm pers- the, my personal view of this right now, and we talked about this in the first uh, podcast or in the first radio show, is that with the, with the labor crunch that's going on that's only going to get more severe, is that the whole emphasis and focus has got to be, I'm going to bring people in. I'm going to give them a skill set. I'm going to try to hold them. 
I'm not going to I'm not going to create kind of an environment where every three or four months I've got total turnover in my business. I cannot run an effective business. I can't turn I can't turn a profit with that, and it really really hurts customer service because people just have you know an attitude of whatever I'm just going to be gone or they build a relationship with the customer and let's say it's a maintenance contract and the customer begins to worry about your business where over a 12-month maintenance contract they're looking at their fourth crew in terms of changeover and so I want to get a sense of somebody's work history and I want to know why they took the job and why they left and again this makes up the second paragraph this could be four or five sentences uh, but basically gives me a sense for where they've been and it's a it's a test of character now the third paragraph is on intent okay now on the intent side what does this represent well the intent side represents what are why are they responding to this ad what are they looking for okay when they res- I put this ad out here what are their expectations for the job and for my business and those things are critical because what I want to learn is how large is the gap between what they expect and the reality um, now if one more couple things will happen here one is I'll look at that and say these people are clueless in other words what they expect they're going to get they're not going to get and that may that may ding the person I may go you know what um, I don't think I want to bring them in because what's going to happen very quickly is they're going to be disgruntled. They're not going to get what they expect because what they expect is impossible. On the other hand, if I've got a killer candidate, I'm going, uh, I've got to have that person that says to me as the owner, uh, either myself or to a, let's say there's a, a crew chief or a crew leader where I've got to say to them, one of the first things we got to do is we got to get into the orientation. And we'll talk about orientation a couple shows down the road in terms of that first half day is so significant when somebody comes in on the job but here's what I want to know is what do they expect going to happen because I know what the reality is and that could be anything like physical labor Uh, most people who have never worked in landscaping do not understand just how physically enabled they must be and how difficult it's going to be on the third day if they haven't been doing a lot of that type of work even even the people that are in their 20s because a lot of them don't play sports we we've, we've seen a real decline in sports and those are ty- uh, type of activities in the country over the last generation so we're not getting people who are really physically enabled coming in in many cases and so you know you you've been there I think you understand what I'm saying here uh, but also we have salary expectations we have what do they expect that they're going to be going be able to make uh, not just now because of how we write the ad copy and there's two positions to take on that and we'll talk about that in a couple of shows of whether you're not whether you post the, um, uh, the waiver rate or not uh, and it's two ways to go with that so but we'll cover it then but it's also around benefits uh, it's around career expectations in other words what I want to know is kind of what work do I have to do with them so that I can grow them into the business and as we talked about in the last show is that people you know people basically only have two orientations Um, what I mean by an orientation is that either somebody identifies with the organizations they work in or people identify with their profession so let me give you a couple examples one is if you hire a landscape professional somebody who's got a lot of experience in landscaping uh, they're going to be happy or let's say irrigation 
they're only going to be happy as long as they are doing irrigation or lighting or design build. Uh, the second you put them off onto another job, uh, they're already getting a little bit unhappy. And so what happens with people like that is they're constantly looking for a better job because they want to practice their skills. An example I'll give you that, um, that, that I experienced myself directly is that uh, over the years I've had a number of jobs. And one of the jobs I had was I was in a large organization uh, where I was looking at a retention study, and we had an incredible turnover of pilots. And it seemed like at the 10-year point, we couldn't keep anybody. Everybody was leaving. Well, when you dug into the data, what you found was at the 10-year mark, a lot of these pilots were now given desk jobs. And so what the organization didn't understand is the pilots didn't care whether they were wearing Delta Blue or Coast Guard Blue. What they were is they were pilots. And as long as they could fly, they were committed to the organization. The second they couldn't fly, well, they were committed to their profession. On the other hand, people who are committed to the organization, that usually happens with individuals who don't have the skill sets when you hire them. So I want you to consider this for a second uh, because this has real ramifications for where we are in the economy, is that though it takes a whole lot longer for you and it takes a longer period of time for you to get a return on your investment in terms of their work performance, you take somebody who loves to work outside, loves to work with their hands, but has no career options, you bring them into your business and suddenly they found a place to flourish and you're going to help them grow and they become pretty intelligent about how to do their piece of the landscape business or all of the components of the landscape business, guess what their orientation is? Their orientation is to you. So if you need to move them from uh, a job to a job or if you move them up the organization and they're supervising or they're a crew leader here and they're going to be a crew leader someplace else, their orientation is to you. And so hiring people who are landscaping experts is an excellent quick fix. Um, but doesn't necessarily buy you the long-term commitment that you're looking for uh, from individuals, as opposed to hiring somebody without the skill sets, but with, with the right attitude. They got the brains and they got the attitude to do the job. They simply need somebody to show them how their orientation is going to be to you. And this may be a way of you getting a handle on turnover. Not only that is what a, what a reputation you begin to develop in the community as somebody that grows people. And individuals who don't want to go to college or college is not an option to them. And again, people who don't want to work in the cubicle, people who want to work with their hands, they want to be outside. What are my career options? Well, a lot of them don't look at landscaping that way because most landscape businesses and people related to that industry, I could say the same thing about contracting where I've worked for a number of years, is that it's, it's all seen as trading time for money. Okay. So let me review first paragraph here is on match. Okay. I want to make sure that I understand what credentials they have, what have been their experiences, uh, what, what skills have they picked up, what knowledge do they have. And so that's the first cut I'm going to make. Second cut I'm going to make is I'm going to look at their character and I'm going to take a look at their job history and why have they either moved around or not moved around because moving around a lot may say something to you, positive or negative. Not moving around a lot may also say something positive or negative. So I don't want to prejudge that. What I want to look at is what happened there. And then the third paragraph is on intention. Why are they taking this particular job? And what are their expectations so I know what I've got to do? Now, we've got those three criteria set out. Now, what I want to do here is take a step back and say, 
what's the process? So let me go back and cover some steps that I talked about previously. First thing that we talked about uh, was the was the issue of writing the ad copy. Um, I want to make sure that what I put into the ad copy, and again, we're going to get into detail in this, but I want to put into the ad copy, here are the items that I want included in the resume, the three things. I want to do this without a phone call. I do not want to deal with people that way. I want them to send me some sort of documentation. Now, that comes into my office, and so or at my desk or in my truck, and what I got is a pile, okay? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through and I'm going to sort the, that big pile into three smaller piles. I'm going to look over it because I know what I'm looking for, especially if I did some of the things that we talked about in the previous show, and I've got a yes pile, and I put them over there and say, okay, this person looks eligible to me. I look at a second one and go, no way. No experience. They've moved around. They're, they're expecting things that – uh, we're not going to provide, I put them in a no pile. And then I get, uh, I get the ones in the middle that are not as clear. Okay. So I put them in the maybe pile. So now what I've done is I've got three piles. I want to go back and I want to resort the maybe pile. Okay. Let's give them a second look. And what I want to do is make a decision of if they go into the yes or the no. If they go into the yes pile, move them over there. If they go into the no pile, move them there. Now, let's talk about the no pile. What I would recommend, since we've done everything by email, I want to respond back to them um, with an email saying, I really appreciate the fact that you applied for the job, um, the skill sets that we're looking for, the position, etc., something of that nature. Um, you're not, uh, your experience does not fit that job. However, I would like your permission to hold your resume on file because we do have some positions opening in the future that fit where you are right now. Something of that nature. And so that will show them some respect because they took the time to fill out the rose, uh, resume. It gets you off the hook pretty quickly about what you've done with those jobs. And quite frankly, some of the no's are keepers. They're just not, they're not eligible. They don't fit the demands of this position. Okay, now let's go over the yes pile. In the yes pile, what I want to do with this is I want to rank order the yes pile, right? In other words, of the ones in the yes, so let's, let's take a hypothetical number. I have 10 people who have submitted, and I have six that look like keepers and four that don't. So I look at the list of six, and I put them in the order of this is clearly the best candidate on paper. Uh, this is number two, this is number three, number four. Now, if you've got a multitude of yeses, let's say you had 20 yeses, just to pick a number, then what I would recommend is what's the cut? In other words, which are the ones that are just so obvious that's a slam dunk and only talk to them first? doesn't mean you don't talk to the others. It just means that I've got to prioritize this list because the next step in this process um, is going to be somewhat time-consuming because what I want to do is that I will then want to call these individuals and thank them for their resume. So I'm going to have a personal approach. Also, I want to get them on the phone, and I want to talk to them specifically about um, what, what was in the, in the report, because I'm sure, I'm sure that what they wrote is going to raise some questions. So I get a chance to kind of do uh, an interview. I get a sense of them over the telephone. And the goal is, though they're pre-qualified, I, they get the opportunity on the phone to close the deal, even if I don't tell them that. That's what they're going to do. 
then if I'm still happy with them, say, what I'd like to do is I'd like to schedule you for an interview. When can you come in? And you've already done your homework, so you know what your schedule is, and you get them scheduled. And so this way, what you're doing is now when you sit down with them, you're only talking to people that you believe are fully qualified for the position. Now, the next step in this, and this gets into suitability, which is uh, the next show, but let, let me kind of lay out the groundwork here, is just because they can work for you, in other words, just because just because they can do the work that the particular position of job demands doesn't mean they should. There are people who just personality-wise are not a good fit for your business. Now, again, this is not a judgment on them as people. It simply is that you've got a particular type of culture uh, that you have built. And that culture, uh, you need to bring in people who pretty much fit that culture, especially the smaller you are, because the last thing you need is a disruptor in that environment um, because number one is unless you're hiring a landscaping expert, more than likely you've got training involved, you've got to get them up to speed. And the last thing you need to do is to complicate the amount of time investment into this new person um, that you have to make because they're now a disruptive force. Uh, so uh, I'm very much into the concept uh, of hire slow and fire fast. So I want, even if I'm under, under I'm jammed up and under demand, I want to hire slow because if I hire the wrong people, uh, then I'm going to I'm going to have to fire them and look at all the time and money I've just expended on this person here that's out the door. I'm protecting my investment, uh, and so that's what I want to make that decision of when I meet with them in person. Is this person the right fit? So I give you an idea: is that if you run kind of a, a rough crew and the guys kind of like to banter about and they kind of like to. Uh, bust on each other, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what you don't need to do is bring in somebody who probably is a little bit more sensitive because that's going to totally disrupt the dynamic of the group. Um, if you're running a group where everybody is really tight and they're, and they're friendly and they get along very well, then somebody who shares that kind of that affiliation uh, mindset of somebody who really likes the working teams is, is a good person. And, it, and by the way, this is the type of stuff that you're going to pick up in either the match area or the character area, or these are questions that you're going to ask. Because I guarantee you, when we get to the next show, we're going to be talking about what's the script for the interview and who should be involved with that. And so that's what I want to do with the yes list, and I want to be very careful about how I invest my time. And so let me kind of summarize where we've been so far. So we start off by talking about the fact that, that we have this is the third show in a series of eight um, on what you can do to help yourself in the labor crunch and not make it worse. And in the first show, what we did is we talked about the brand that the company has and what is your reputation in the market? And is that, in fact, attracting wrong people? And like I said in the first podcast, in the first radio show, is that the last place I worked where I was the VP of manufacturing, um, I was in a terrible jam because the company had such a bad reputation, I couldn't hire. Nobody would take the job. The only people coming in were the uh, were rental winos. And I have some fairly expensive equipment that I couldn't risk going down, and some of the stuff was dangerous. The last thing I needed was somebody cutting their hand off for all of the reasons that uh, we can cite. Uh, so, and so your brand, you've got to look at that pretty hard to say, what are we saying to the people and the, and the potential employees out there? What are we saying to them about the company? Okay. 
And then in show two, in the last podcast, what we talked about here was how do I make sure that I totally understand what the job is? And we talk, and that was about mapping flows, looking at the process of uh, doing installation, doing the process of doing maintenance, the process of turf management, um, the process of safety, uh, the process of um, invoicing and billing. Looking at those processes and say, where does this job fit in there? Because the position description is based upon where they sit on a process. Otherwise, you get people in isolated jobs who are doing things that are not impacting the bottom line of the company. You need to have the time or the money for that type of individual. And it's not their fault. It's your fault because you haven't made it clear. Once I know that and I know what the specs of the job are, now we're here to uh, today's show, and that is I want to make sure I know, based upon the position description, I know what certification, I know what knowledge, and I know what skills they need to have. So I want to make sure that they address that in the resume and I read that. The second thing I want to take a look at is I want to get a sense of their work history because I want to measure um, their character. So it's not important how many jobs they have or have not had. What's important is why they took those jobs and why they left them. That provides the context to look at a position. And then finally, the third paragraph on here is intention. What are they looking for from the job? What are their expectations? So I can analyze the size of the gap between what they believe is true and what is, um, uh, what is the reality of where we work. And so if I do that, I have a pretty efficient system that I get these resumes sent to me by email. And again, we talked about that. Uh, I don't want to do this face-to-face, and I don't want to do this over the phone. When I put the ad out there, one of the things I want to make clear is what is wired in their response. It also pays to put a deadline on it so they get a sense for there's some scarcity. It usually will prompt action. If somebody looks at it and it's open, they'll go, I'll get to it next week. But if it says, we're going to close this out tomorrow, it probably will compel somebody to get it done. And it also says something about who responds to it. Once I get them in, I take them and I sort them and I put them into, uh, I take this one major pile and I sort it into three. Pile number one is all the people that it's obvious that they're eligible for the job, they can do the job, and now all I have to determine is whether or not they're the right match. Then there are the people who clearly are not eligible for the position. They haven't had the knowledge, the skills, the certifications, um, experience. I just can't hire them because there's nothing they can do for me. They go in the no pile. And then I have a list of maybes, and on the maybe pile, as I go through it again, I sort them into the yes and no's. And the no's, I hit them quick with an email, thank them for responding, ask them if I can keep them on file because there may be positions that fit them, and I can come back to them. And on the yes pile, um, I rank order those, and I basically make phone calls to them personally, get them on the phone. If I had any questions about their resume, I ask the question then. And the purpose of that is reinforce the fact that I think they're the right person, and schedule it face-to-face. And when we get together for um, the Green Industry Pro show number four, which, by the way, these all correspond to articles up there. So show number one uh, corresponded to an article that we wrote that says, why does your brand attract the wrong people? And show number two corresponded to an article on Green Industry Pro magazine that says, do you really know the job before hiring? And very shortly, um, the latest article will be out, which is harder figuring out what you want, or spotting the BS. And this process will allow you to spot the BS uh, that typically comes in a resume. And you know why? Because you're not telling people what you want to hear. 
And I want you to consider that because in next week's show, we're also going to hit on that theme. Most people who hire in the first couple of minutes convey to the individual everything that 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 individual needs to know about the job. And then when you ask them questions, guess what they do? They give you the answer. That's incredible. And so what I'm, what I'm recommending to you here is you don't pull your hand. You get them to tell you, we ask them to tell you what they've done, where they've been, what they can do, et cetera, et cetera, what their intention is. And you never play your hand. So you know what you get? You usually get the truth because people only lie when lying it will give them a better outcome than telling the truth. And if you don't tell them what you're looking for, then it's smarter to tell the truth than lie because with lying, you never know what you're going to get. And that's how you eliminate the BS, at least until you get them in front of you. Uh, So with that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to say to everybody who is listening to this show is thank you very much for joining us. Um, Make sure that you check out the article. Uh, a Green Agency Pro magazine, which I believe is going to be out in a week. And where we are here is that uh, I'd like to express our gratitude uh, from the team here at Owner Life and the sponsors of Green Industry Pro and Green Mark Consulting Group. This is William Eastman signing off the next time. Please have a prosperous and successful day, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, if you're a landscape contractor or maybe an equipment dealer who does business with landscape contractors, you need to subscribe to Green Industry Pros. Green Industry Pros is a free resource for owners and managers of landscape companies and equipment dealerships. GIP's website, print magazine, and weekly emailed pro reports keep you up to date on the latest industry news and trends, new product information, business management advice, and small business success stories. I'm Greg Wartko, and I've been the editor for nearly 20 years. We recognize and respect how busy you are in running your small business. Sometimes you feel like you're all alone, but you don't have to be. Green Industry Pros can help you find the inspiration and insights to take your business to the next level. You can count on Green Industry Pros to help you cut through the clutter in today's age of information overload. Visit GreenIndustryPros.com to check us out and click on the green subscribe button to start your free subscription today.